Tuesday Takeover on the Viewpoint. on SAFM. Good evening. I'm Garth Shaw, your official headmaster for this hour. And uh, I want to thank Songezo for hosting me on the show. He is busy taking notes and will be back a bit later if I give the mic back to him. And uh, today we're busy talking about Dale College and the transition that's happening at Dale College and the turnaround that we're investing in at Dale College. It's uh, Vision 2027 is the five-year plan that we've developed. And I've invited a number of guests who will be helping me uh, on this topic tonight, discussing this topic tonight. Let me um, give those numbers again that Songezo gave earlier. If you'd like to join us, so if you want to grab a pen, please do that. Um, you can call us on 86 And uh, to send a WhatsApp messages or voice notes, you use 061-4104-107. And we would love to hear from uh, old aliens in the room, people who know Dale College, or anybody else who's interested in uh, the journey that we're on at Dale College. It's an important school. It's a school that's battled in recent years, and uh, we're very excited about where the school needs to go and where we're going and uh, how we're going to be able to serve our community and, and South Africa um, through it. Um, on the line today, I've got a few guests. Uh, they're sitting back at Dale College in my office. And um, firstly, let me introduce Joe Mendoza to you. Joe is our newly appointed head prefect for 2024. Good evening, Joe. Good morning, sir. Um, it's, it's evening, actually, Joe. I know as teachers yeah, and learners, we, <laughs> we say morning instead of evening sometimes. Uh, we say it often. Um, Joe, tell us in a few words, um, you know, what is your path, your history with Dale College? Well, I've actually started in Berlin Primary. And from there, I've been playing hockey. And since then, I've actually been playing against Dale College. Okay. But funny enough, being opponents with them, they were actually very friendly with me. So I made the decision to come here in grade eight. And Excellent. since grade eight, I've been making new friends. Part of them is Amangide Songela, who's deputy head boy with me. Yes, And from there, I've been playing hockey, engaging academics, socials, yeah. That's good. Yeah, so, now so for, here in grade eight. for those who don't know, Berlin is um, kind of halfway between East London and King Williamstown and, um, and, a, and a very important feeder school to us. Um, also on the line, I've got a teacher, Kobiso Mkalo, uh, a, a young teacher, dynamic, typical of the teacher that we have at Dale College. Uh, Ms. Mkalo leads our geography subject team, is also an assistant grade head of grade eight. Um, she's local from the community and, and out of the box in her contribution to the college. Good afternoon. Good evening, Ms. Mkalo, Kobiso. Uh, good evening, Garth. <laughs> tell us about your journey and history with the college. Um, okay, my history with the college starts way back as well. Um, I come, I schooled at KHS, which is the sister school to Dale College, and I matriculated in 2010. So I've been fortunate enough to see the evolution of Dale throughout the years. And joining the family now, I must say I have grown in leaps and bounds. I'm learning so much. And um, the trust that management puts in young vibrant new teachers is remarkable and helps us grow in the teaching profession. Exactly. I, yeah. I, I think I was I was more surprised than anybody else to be appointed to the principal post. And we, it's really something that we've embraced, you know, young, diverse people who um, who can add fresh ideas to what we need at Dale College. Um, third guest on the line is uh, is Mr. Alan Thompson, who's our, one of our deputy principals. Uh, he's played a big role in helping us develop the Vision 2027 movement, um, of which uh, Songezo attended a breakfast just last week, and uh, out of that invited us to come and join us tonight. Good evening, Alan. Tell us a little bit about your journey. 
Good evening. And obviously, I've been I've been at Dale for two years, but I've known Dale from literally day one that I've been in the education game. It's one of those iconic schools that everybody knows. And it's in in the, in the history to follow it through its sort of peaks and troughs has been a really fascinating journey. Uh, I'm really energized because I think that schools of the ilk of Dale and and the the, the Dales of, of of the country really do hold the future leaders of this country in so many respects, mm. and that's why the Dale project is so important. Absolutely. So, I mean, let's just broaden up a little bit. I mean, some listeners would know Dale College very well, either as Old Dalians or, or people who've played sport against Dale, but but others wouldn't really have a real connection to the school. Um, but they'll have a connection to some school, you know, either their own school or their children's school. Um, so the question that I want to ask the three of you is what makes Dale College special and, and would give hope to every listener of how Dale College is a school that gives hope to every South African today? Um, Alan, let's start with you. Well, I think I think really the transformative potential where we we serve a, a community of enormous raw talent, uh, where we're able to harness that talent, and the bang for buck that a school like this can give in terms of um, taking taking talent and developing young boys into young men who can go out into the world and make a really significant difference. And apart from that they move into an environment where there are generations and generations of old aliens who stand united to welcome them. So it it really has the opportunity. We, we, we're not a well-resourced school in the, in the sort of formal Model C sense of the word, mm. but my word, we have, we have talent and potential, and I think that is where the magic lies. That's beautiful. A big, big part of our our mission and our vision is to is to create those springboard opportunities for learners. You know, many of the learners that are coming to us are coming out of quite sheltered environments where they haven't had the resources or or, or haven't you know experienced, haven't travelled much with their with their parents outside of of of, of quite a limited scope of development, um, rich deep scope of development. But as a school, we'd like to be able to provide opportunities which which can springboard the the latent potential that is in our community. Um, Kobisa, what hope? What hope would you describe from Dale College? Uh, from my perspective, um, Dale was always seen as a school for the elite, and now it has opened its doors to enrich and empower the children in our community, bringing back self-love and worth to our learners, mm. ensuring that they know that they are worthy of greatness and that they can achieve greatness. Mm. Uh, we've seen a great improvement in our trajectory with our academic marks. And not only that, but we've noticed that our learners are finding their voice mm. and becoming critical thinkers mm. that want to make a positive change in our community. Kubisa, I've, yeah. I've always had the bugbear. You know, I, I grew up in a small town myself, like Sengezu introduced me, Queenstown, just up the road. Um, and, and listeners who know the rivalry between the schools would know that I, I don't easily talk of Dale College. I, I don't easily talk of being an old queen, and I need to talk about that school up the road. Um, but it, it comes with good jest and, and, and um, you know, a, a, a deep love between the two schools. But Kubisa, I've, I've always hated the concept that, you know, Kids from small towns, kids from the Eastern Cape, they, they don't necessarily see themselves as world changers and able to be who who they are destined to be. Do you experience or did you experience that from King Williamstown? Do you, do you still feel that we're battling with that in our community? Honestly, um, I would say I feel like we're still battling with that. Hmm. But 
as a school, we're trying to empower our learners and open their minds and see that there's so much room for possibility for them and that they actually are capable of achieving that. Mm. Um, apart from just instilling education, we also want to instill um, pride in mm. our learners, pride in the sense of where they come from they and yeah. pride in their backgrounds, their families. We are all different. We must appreciate our diversity. Mm. And from that, we must be resilient. So that's what I feel that's great. we are imparting to our learners. Joe, that's a brilliant place to bring you in. I mean, do you do you see that on the ground amongst Dalians today? I actually do, sir. And to answer your original question, every time someone asks me to describe Dale College, I tend to circle back to the same answer, or rather the same word. The answer I give when I'm asked to describe Dale College is always the word unique. We possess unique and talented individuals in all spheres of school and outside of school. Mm. Our uniqueness in Dale College, in my opinion, is what can and does give hope to South Africa. A sense of uniqueness and difference and having the option to choose leaders from an environment where everyone specializes in their own abilities. To me, that is more than just giving hope mm. because we do more than just promise. We ensure. We ensure in the making of different and quality leaders who will make and take opportunities for South Africa to go. For, for example, we're known for rugby, and we've given South Africa quality players like Apelele Fasi and many more. But even outside the aspects of rugby or fame, behind the spotlight, we've produced quality lawyers, doctors, teachers, and much more. Mm. Dell College produces individuals who do their best. Mm. So no matter how significant or insignificant the role may seem, we still do our best both behind and in front of the curtains. Joe, you don't even know this, but I'm, I'm very excited. Thursday, we've got a visitor uh, coming to this little Kwezi in Komboti. is um, somebody who's been a, a director of sport at Bishop's Prep. He's currently at St. John's Prep in Johannesburg, and uh, and he's down in the Eastern Cape at the moment. And um, and I've twisted his arm to come and chat to the school on uh, on Thursday at 11 o'clock after you guys finish your English exam. We'll get the 8s to 10s into the hall as well. And, you know, he's he's an example of somebody who you're saying who's who's gone on to be excellent, you know, and at a young age at these prestigious schools to be to be leading the sports programs at these schools. Um, so I'm really excited to get him to come and, you know, and, and again, he's part of, you know, what we've been talking about in Vision 2027 is to be able to provide uh, mentors to our dalians, people that they can look up to um, and and be able to relate to people from their community. Um, so I'm really excited about that. Um, Alan, let's, let's, let's talk a little bit more on Vision 2027. I mean, you have been instrumental in developing that vision. And, and let me say this to the audience. When, uh, when Alan came on board two years ago, you know, we'd, I'd, I'd been there for three years. We'd, we'd done a strong turnaround at the school already. And uh, we kind of looked at each other and said, well, well where to here next? You know, what, what, what do we need to do to take Dale College forward over the next three years or the next five years? And, um, and Alan led a, a process called an appreciative inquiry digging into what we like about Dale College and what we want to celebrate and what we want to be excellent in and, and where we need to focus to become better um, at those things. Um, Alan, I mean, talk to us. Why is it important for schools to have a plan of action in terms of their development? And what is it that makes this Dale College vision something special? Well, I think, I think schools are very good at um, procrastinating and being... Um, comfortable in their routines and um, often a school that is not moving forward might think of itself as being static but in fact the rest of the world is moving forward at great pace and so a process of strategic engagement and strategic conversations is really important continuously and I think you know Dale had literally reached the edge of a cliff certainly in terms of its finances 
um, and there was a, a requirement that we look at ourselves in the eyes and realize what is it, what are the core things about Dell that we love? Why are those important to us? And how do we get back to those basics and do them really, really well? And once you have a vision and people see the vision, they tend in all their unique ways to move towards that. And that's what's been really exciting. And I think um, what's, what's interesting about the Dell vision is that we, we're a really diverse community of, if you look around the staff room, if you look around the uh, student body, we're, we're about as diverse as you get. Yep. Uh, but once we get a taste of the vision, it gives us something all to work towards in our own unique ways. If I think of myself and some of the, the younger teachers and the staff, we're so different, but we're all working towards the same goal. And eventually all those little efforts uh, start pulling together and we see the sort of movement of sort of turning the battleship. And uh, I think that's sort of where we are. So it's a, a really exciting place, but it all it all starts with vision, and that uh, if if you if you don't have it, you don't know where you're going. If um if people want to read up more on our vision, um we can uh, make that available, Alan. We need to um I'm just trying to think um some guess or what would be the best way that we can share details if people want to read our vision or, or watch it uh, more closely. Well, God, um, if, if if I may suggest, we've got the uh, support Dale website www.support today. Uh, on that website is the full documentation of the vision and in fact your uh, video clip of you leading us through it so I think that's a good place to Brilliant. start. Supportdale.co.za. Um, Joan Kubisa I'd like to come back to you. Alan spoke about you know kind of the, the community and the, and the school pulling towards to together into that vision before we go there let me just remind listeners if you would like to call us i'm going to give you those numbers again we'd love to hear from you and bring you into the conversation uh call us on 086 triple zero 2032 and whatsapp uh, messages or voice notes please voice notes not longer than a minute on 061 410 so if you would like to participate in this conversation, please do get in touch with us. We'd love to uh, to bring some voices in from outside. Um, Kubisa, Joe, um, thoughts on, you know, the, the, the teachers uh, buying into the vision, pulling into it, or the learners understanding what it's about and where we're going? Um, personally, I do not think there are enough good words for me to express just how vital and meaningful Vision 2027 is. But if I could use one word for now, I'd use the word change. Because as a student of Dale College, get to personally see on a daily basis the increasing rate of progress, mm. the creation of new ideas and the provision of new opportunities mm. and the improvements from the past. For me to just casually say Dale College is changing feels like an understatement. Mm. Being here since grade eight, I can safely compare and say that the standards have risen and improved. Yeah. Our teaching and learning time has increased and become more effective. We've re-ramped our hockey astro. We've built new basketball courts to accommodate the growth of basketball in our school. We've greatly improved in our talk shop service and not to mention our 99.8 metric pass rate. Mm. We've achieved a lot in just months and, that what, and that's what amazes me. It's the fact that we've done this much and much more in just a matter of months. So. What continues to amaze me even more regarding Vision 2027, it's the fact that after we achieve certain goals, we keep adding more. And I personally encourage this as I believe we can and will exceed our expectations. These visions, for me, they form the vital building blocks to the powerful school that we envision ourselves to be. However, if there's one thing that I see and that I'm happy about regarding Vision 2027, it's the fact that we can leave something behind for our future dealings. 
when I and other dailies eventually leave, Vision 2027 guarantees that we can at least leave knowing that we've left something for our future generations to feed off and grow from. But overall, I am excited and optimistic to see what the journey does and where it takes us. That's um, Joe, it's so important what you say there of, of, you know, every learner knowing that he's contributing towards something. He's contributing towards a, a culture in the school and how we take things forward. Um, Kubisa, I don't know if you want to add something there. Before we go to you, we've got a caller from Newlands, Mike on the line. Mike, um, do you want to join us? Sure. Hi, good evening. And uh, thanks very much. Uh, really enjoying your discussion. And I say, I must say, I looked at your website. It's first rate. And, and I don't know why our, our country can't seem to follow the footsteps of your school. You're setting such a fantastic example. If all our Thank schools you. were like yours, I think we would be in a far better situation. But a question I would like to just pose to you as a general question is, what is your language policy of the school? Um, I'm, uh, I went through um, schooling in South Africa not being taught an African language. Sure. And now my grandchildren are going to school here, and they're also not being taught an African language. Mm. Now, I, I, I'm, I'm very frustrated in the fact that they're now learning Afrikaans, and I don't have a problem with Afrikaans, by mm. the way. Mm. Um, but but uh, what is the language policy of Dale? I mean, how are you guys overcoming this? Um, is Because it's it surely an African language must be yeah. taught uh, as, as a rule, not as an option. Um, so your comments on that would be grateful. Thank you. Thank you, Mark. It's a great question. Um, uh, so in terms of uh, what's happening in schools, I think um, so. the choice is still there between the, the, the main language of learning and teaching, which I think in both Dale Junior and Dale Colleges is English, and then learners have the choice between Afrikaans and Isitkosa. Um I mean, I've got young kids in the, in the, in the, in the feeder, um, feeder line. My oldest son is 10 years old, and... Um, I've strongly encouraged him to learn Isikosa, and it's it's interesting. It, it's it's challenging, you know. He uh, he's grappled with it. He's battled with it. We've tried to do classes as a as a family, and uh, you know he speaks Afrikaans fluently. His mother's Afrikaans. My wife's Afrikaans, and um, and so it's it's challenging. And he's he's opting to do Afrikaans, and and, and we're respecting and supporting him on that. Um, but I do 100% echo your sentiments that I, I do wish that my learners, my my sons, and all of our learners should grow with a base of uh, of Isikosa. Um, I want to um, bring Joe in over here. I see we've got another call on the on the line, uh, Ishmael from Joburg. But Joe, you've got a beautiful story, um, and I'll tell the story a little bit. So when Joe was inducted as head prefect at our prize giving a few weeks ago, our guest speaker leaned over to me and said uh, and asked if he could teta, if he could speak Isikosa. And I shook my head and I said, I don't think so. But it's an interesting question, you know, and, and Joe, you were elected head prefect, uh, um, uh, I mean, Dale College, and to come back to Mike's question, you know, the majority of our learners are are Kosa speaking um, and do is it Kosa home language. Uh, that's another whole conversation. We are one of the only um, schools that I'm aware of that does English home language and is it Kosa home language. Most of the former Model C schools do English home language and is it Kosa first additional language. And that's something that the Department of Education should really look at. Why are our Kosa learners not being encouraged to do their home language? But um, Joe, you, you, you say you can actually speak is it Kosa. I learned something. Uh, in preparation for this. Um, um, Joe, tell us a little bit about that. You said you taught yourself Isid Kosa while you were at Berlin Primary. No, I actually didn't teach myself. It came naturally sure. because most of my friends, they taught it to me and I kind of got the lingo, even in Dale College. I learn new words every day that I use. Mm. So I'm pleased that that happens. And, and um, yeah, I, I do wish it happened more and happened more naturally. Let's um, take Ishmael's call from Joburg. Ishmael, welcome to the show. Yeah, okay, okay. How are you, sir? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? I'm good, I'm good. I'm interested in this school, yeah. 
I'm delighted. Uh, I want to know what grade does we start from? I'm sorry, did you ask what subjects do we do? I'm sorry, Ishmael, I missed your question there. Yeah, I'm questioning about this same college. Like, I'm interested, I just mediated the conversation and heard about it. I'm interested about knowing data. So, I was just asking which grade does it start with because of for the son, and I need to check into border school like those ones. Good. So um, so we grade 8 to high school, grade 8 to matric. We do also have a, a main feeder school, Dale Junior, uh, which has the junior grades. And both uh, Dale College and Dale Junior have hostels. So, you know, learners coming down from Joburg, uh, please do consider applying to the school. If you would like to jump onto our website, application forms are there. And um, we certainly do have place in our hostels and would welcome filling up those hostels. So please do apply if any, if, if yourself and any other learners uh, or any other listeners are interested, um, you can get more information on our website. Um, I'm going to come back to our, our guests over here. Um, Alan, I want to cut to you over here. Very important, um, the, the, the breakfast that we did, which Songhezo attended, I think is a really, really important uh, strategy as part of our Vision 2027 movement. And uh, it must have rung some bells if Songhezo invited us to come and do this show. So can you tell us a little bit more about that and, and um, you know, the financial assistance fund that we we're busy setting up and, uh, and marketing through that breakfast? What we're trying to address, we, we, we're building excellence in the school, but we don't want excellence to be the preserve of the rich or, you know, an accident of birth that you're able just to fall into an excellent school. We want accessible excellence. And we realize that, you know, there, there's a wide spectrum of affordability and particularly in our little town, um, even more so. And so where, where many schools um, generations ago began uh, building funds to support um, and to provide financial assistance, we really are just planting that tree now. And so we, we're hoping to build up a, a substantial fund over time. It's a long-term project. It's not the sort of thing you can do in an instant. It really is, you know, the metaphor of planting a tree uh, really does apply. But if we don't do it now, um, no one, you know, in the future will, will benefit from that. So we're building the um, Andrew Andrews, Andy Andrews uh, Financial Assistance Fund. Uh, we are hoping to uh, use it as, as a, a nest egg and, and draw from it responsibly so that uh, the capital amount can grow over time. Um, but also uh, just to make sure that that good kids from this town who would really benefit from a Dale education and from whom Dale would really benefit uh, are not excluded just on the basis of affordability. It's a, it's a really, uh, I think one of the, one of the, the, the golden threads in this place is, is accessibility and that's something we really want to um, grow. Mm. So please, any listeners who have contacts who would be able to assist us with that, please do come on board. We, I really do believe that we serve an incredibly talented community and uh, there's many learners who would be good Dalians that benefit from being at Dale College but can't necessarily access it themselves. Um, time does allow us. I'm, I'm going to share a story. You know, I, I shared at this business breakfast and, and somebody said to me, Garth, that, that story touched my heart. You know, um, Sport has a way of opening opportunities for learners to get into schools. Um, we've got a, a learner at our school. I'm, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to put names out here of, of, of minors on uh, 
national radio. So I'll avoid sharing his name, but he's he's somebody who's on a bursary through Cricket South Africa. Now, Cricket South Africa do amazing development work um, and uh, really likable, lovely learner, talented, talented sportsman, um, top cricketer, like I said, excellent hockey players, played goalie for our first team this year, uh, excellent rugby players, played wing for the under 16A team. And uh, the, the point is, is that he's gotten this opportunity at Dale College through his sport. Um, excellent character. He's doing fine academically. He really is flourishing in the Dale College environment. And the bottom line, I'll say it again, it's made possible because he's talented in sport. Now, his brother replied to Dale College and uh, one of our admissions committee interviewed him. And she said to me afterwards, she said, Garth, what a stunning child. What a great child. This child fully deserves to be at Dale College. Now, the unfortunate reality, I mean, this child lives in uh, in, in Fort Beaufort. Um, he would need to be in our hostel. His parents can't afford it. It's not really in our feeder zone. Obviously, in our hostel, that, that does justify that. But there's no ways, you know, we don't have a bursary to be able to provide this learner. But this is a learner who would benefit from being at Dale College. You know, should we be able to give this child the opportunity to flourish? I've got another example of a learner from Kumecha Primary School, head prefect at Kumecha Primary School. Um, I could see by the way that he wrote in his motivation that uh, this is a strong academic. We compare the results to the grade average. Every single one of his marks is above average. This is a talented learner who would do well to be at Dale College. This could be somebody who's going on to to influence, influence South Africa, influence policy, be one of our leaders in years to come. Um, and his parents are not in a position to fund him. You know, our fees are, are low compared to other schools. Um, Selborne College, I think uh, above 50,000 rand a year school fees. I know the schools up here in Joburg, you know, 60,000-ish. Um, our school fees are 31,000. And um, it's, it breaks my heart when talented learners can't access that, even though we are a more affordable option uh, than many of these other schools that we like to compare ourselves against. Of course, there are other excellent schools around, and uh, and they do excellent work as well. Um, but uh, if if any any listeners would like to support and get involved in this financial assistance fund, please do get in touch with us through the school. I think we've got time for one more caller, and I see there's somebody on the line from Pine uh, Pine Town. Zama, welcome to the show. Good evening. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? I'm great. I actually heard one of the listeners asking about the language policy, and you mentioned that there was English and Isikosa as home languages. Yes. So I wanted to ask if it's possible to actually take the matric examination in, in Isikosa, because I've never quite heard of such a thing. Um, so, so we haven't got that in place at, at the moment at Dale College. I mean, our um, language of learning and teaching is English, but I, I do believe that that's busy being implemented and rolled out and, and exams are available in Isikosa. And I, um, I'm very pleased at that innovation. I think that's excellent. Um, I believe firmly that somebody expresses himself better in his home language and we should be able to accommodate that. Um, the, the, the disadvantage that that Kosa language speakers are, are put under to be able to express themselves and learn in English is huge and uh, we should certainly be more sensitive to that. How that becomes a challenge for us as a school like Dale College, like I said, with our language uh, of learning and teaching uh, would be a challenge, but uh, we'd have to embrace that and, and see how it goes. We have a couple of voice notes. Um, let's listen. I think the team will put them on air for us. Dr. Sean, do you think that doing away with school inspectors contributed to the lowering of standards. If school inspectors had still been coming around, a lot of schools would have been forced to do a lot better. It's taken you to come in and shake Dale College and get them right. Should the inspectors not be doing that to all the schools? Mike is London. 
great question. One of the one of the findings that I picked up in my thesis was that uh, external intervention, advice from the outside, um, when not contextually grounded, did not hit the point of need. And um, and as much as there's there's so much valuable um, knowledge around education and different schools and how to do that, just talking about that from a cold perspective, not being on the ground is is not accurate enough. So I am inclined to agree. You know, um, support external support from the outside should be contextually grounded, and uh, possibly the you know external inspector inspector coming in, um, as long as he's able to spend enough time at the school, engage and and get to grips with the context. I do believe that there there would be value from that kind of a system. I think um, we need to wrap up. Um, you do. Yes, you do. do. <laughs> Songezo, you can um, keep me busier for hours, man. Time flies, certainly, when you're having fun. I'm, I'm of course, assuming because there's only one Mkalo and the clan name there is right Madlamini. Would that be correct, sis, uh, Gobisa? 100% correct. Fantastic. All the way from Alice, thank you, dear. Alala, 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 alala. thank you very much, Head Prefect 2024. A lot of responsibility for you, and I certainly you carry my very best wishes as you only go from wherever you started to even greater heights. And Alan Thompson, thank you so much, Deputy Principal, for joining us. Guys, really appreciate it. You dropped a couple of balls. I mean, you could have talked about the fact that you guys have a Springbok Rugby World Cup winning player. In Jaden Hendricks. Yes, we do. Well, he was a Dale Junior learner. He didn't come to us. Look, I would have we, left it at Dale. Eh? We, we're still a bit angry <laughs> at Glenwood, and don't get me on another topic. I would have left it at uh, Dale. KZN schools poaching. Yeah, no, no, no. It players. is a proper topic, and Glenwood specifically <laughs> is a bad boy in this regard. But you certainly have a great story to tell, Garth, and um, I think you're opening yourself up as you have on a public platform of the kind this is, um, not knowing how things can develop. I think it testament to your strength courage and belief in your convictions vision 2027 is very much alive possible and you have my very best wishes thank you and very much. i will support in whichever way i can and thank you for giving us this platform i appreciate you jumping on it when you um when you heard us last week and saying come on let's get this to a broader audience i really do appreciate that fun fact you said your dad worked at Hewu hospital that's right I am from the very region where that hospital is That's only right. a kilometer or two away. And my first dental experience would have been at that hospital. Some odd indiscriminate information. And no, but interesting because I think a big part of my development and my commitment to development in South Africa comes from that transformation and that, um, you know, my father taking a career path down that road. Garth, Dr. Garth Shaw, thank you very, very much. It's a pity this is where the goodness ends because you're going home to another queen, and goodness gracious. <laughs> Tim McDougall, attorney at Bowman's, the great law firm here in Santon. Tim doing great work, of course. So, yeah, do you want to read out those so voices? I'm, I'm, Please. I'm getting instruction to read texts here. Sure. Um, question says, does Dr. Shaw think that Dale can make it back up to the top five schools in the country? And how does he feel about the dip that it has taken in the rankings? So I'm, I'm not sure if that's talking to rugby rankings. I'm assuming it is. And I always have this bugbear to say that old aliens know exactly where the rating of the school's rugby team is, but they didn't know that there was a 74.8% pass rate in 2018. So I'm not sure if that question's uh, uh, talking to that. As I was reading it, I wanted to say, you know, top five ratings, you know, if, if we're talking about transformed schools being sensitive to the needs of our learners, I, I would think that we're already in the top five. If you're talking about academics, I think we've got a lot of work to get to the top five.
five. If you're talking about uh, sport, uh, rugby, hockey, cricket, whichever you're talking about there, I do think we've got a lot of sport, a lot of work to be able to get up there. Um, the community that we serve is incredibly, incredibly talented. And let me assume you're talking about rugby. If we were able to hold on to the Jaden Hendrixes of the world and keep them in Dale College and be able to work with that um, and do the grassroots development, the further development, uh, the grassroots development that we currently do and be able to build <coughs> on those learners showing talented um, uh, signs from young age, I'm confident that we would be able to. Um, do we have time for the next question? Just read it, 30 seconds. As the the news. Uh, thank you. As the location setting of your uh, Queens and Dale had a direct impact on the pick of learners to attend and therefore contribute towards the upkeep of the school across its varied programs as compared to Selborne with the surroundings feed of Sterling, Hudson, Crew, Ganubi and the primary schools as such, what role does the boarding system play in today's Dale College? Very, very important role. Mm. Um, it's, uh, we talk about the college, the hostel being the heartbeat of the college, and uh, would love to have more learners in our hostels. So, yes, good questions. Unfortunately, not enough time to talk about everything. There never will be. Let's go to news. Thank you so much, Dr. Garth Shaw. It's time for news at 21 hours. SAFM 104 to 107 nationwide. Leading the conversation. Viewpoint weekdays 8 to 10 p.m. on SAFM. Song is on on the viewpoint. 2106, Dr. Garth Shaw is out, and many thanks to him and his guests for a very, very constructive and fruitful and thoroughly useful conversation. In fact, Mokupo says it best. This is a very constructive and good quality discussion. We need more of the same concerning quality school management. I couldn't agree more with you there. In, in fact, in fact, and I hope he is listening, Victama Bete, otherwise known to me as Jadam Gosabandu, is one of the district officials in the Department of Education there in that part of the world. In fact, he has sort of oversight or whatever it's called in education space of Dale College. And Garth reminded me, do you know Victor? And I said, yeah, of course I know him. That's my uncle. And then we started having a conversation. But I would love to have, in the context of what Mokupo is saying, a conversation with somebody like Mr. Victor Mabete from the education department perspective, somebody from the school itself, and somebody, say, from a policy formulation perspective in relation to how the management of schools can really change the fortunes of the outcomes of what comes out as a final product, a learner with the necessary skills set and abilities to engage into the more formal spaces of either tertiary education or into genuinely the formal economy and make a meaningful contribution or at a very, very basic level, make the transition to present properly for the tertiary and or formal economy. So this is an important conversation that we have started and I do certainly hope that I can carry it on with others with a similar interest in, 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 the, in the education space. I have a question for Dr. Shaw. Unfortunately, Dr. Shaw is not there, but I think it's a conversation, it's a question certainly that warrants or merits um, a conversation on its own. I've been told by many people that the numbers of gays are rising, but the school is regarded as a Christian school. How do you keep the school Christian, but the gay numbers are rising? 
Now, the question really is how does the school manage the transformation of a society that is more comfortable with certain things that historically perhaps might have been taboo? Don't get me wrong, the question of persons with a different orientation sexually other than what we perceive to always have been the heterosexual. I don't think it's on the rise, it's just that more people are coming out. I can certainly tell you one or two things about the time that I was at school where this might have been an issue then, and if it was an issue then, it certainly is an issue now in the context of how it is presented. I wouldn't present it, of course, as an issue, but rather an opportunity for public spaces to be a more accommodating of people. That's the long and short of it. I don't have another question or comment here, but I'm just really trying to see what might have been missed here. Hi, Songers. I'd like to visit Dale College for some best practice. That's Dr. Velin Tlapo in Bethlehem. Of course, I'm saying all of these things because I'm also creating a podcast in the context of what can be recorded. And there's absolutely no doubt that, Dr. Velin Tlapo, if you make contact with Dr. Garth Shaw through the channels on the school's website, something of this kind may certainly be arranged more especially in the context of how you got to hear him and this being the reference point of that nonetheless we have to move the show on it's 2110 let's take a short break as i very shortly will be introducing one of our other guests whose contributions to this show and particularly following this previous segment talking about school certainly is an important one more about that after this